0: bit different. Um, Today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I've been able to do to get hundreds, thousands of different job offers in cybersecurity. Cybersecurity right now, if you didn't know, is super hot. Uh, It's it's on fire because of how much we rely on cybersecurity on, on information technology. Think about it. When you go to the bank, when you go to a retail to go to Walmart, wherever you go, cybersecurity is there because we need it to protect our information, right? That's why it's on fire right now. And there's a huge shortage of um of us of cybersecurity professionals. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you guys exactly what I do to get all of these different opportunities that I've been having come flood in my inbox, people messaging me directly because they want what I give, which is the cybersecurity skill set. If you happen to be trying to transition from another job, ask me questions. I can tell you exactly how to get from your job to cybersecurity. Um, May not be the answer you like, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. Um, And then also, if you happen to be in IT and you're trying to level up and make more money, then I'm going to tell you how to do that. Um, These are things that are my specialty. But I'm going to start off by telling you guys exactly how to do this. Starting off, with a free template okay if you are interested in getting a free template with my resume my resume my real resume that i used to get all of these job opportunities i had to cut it down so it's uh, it's more understandable because my, my resume goes for like four pages so i just cut it down because i don't want you guys to like do like a 15 page resume that's that doesn't work okay you need to get it down to like two pages but if you're interested in that go into my uh, bio, go into my profile and link in description below, below if you're actually on YouTube and click there, go to my site, and then you'll see my downloadable free downloadable templates, absolutely free downloadable template that you can use. Uh, you can use the wording. You can use the format. All that stuff's important. Let me start off with the format. Okay. This right here on the screen is my resume. This is my real resume, okay? And I hope that I didn't put any bad information in here. This is my real resume. Um, This resume right here is what's called ATS style resume. ATS stands for application tracking software. This is what a lot of the large employers use uh, to ingest your data into their databases. So if you didn't know, a company's Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies they are receiving tons of different um, pl- uh, people applying for these jobs, so they need a way to very quickly sort through those, right? So when they when they pull in the, all of these different resumes, it has to be in a certain format, and that format is very simple. And if you if you download it from my site, you'll see what exactly what I'm talking about. It's a very simplified resume. It doesn't look pretty, you know. Back in when I first started this, uh, you had to make your resume look all pretty and all that kind of stuff. No, right now, all they want is get your info. They want to get your data into their database so they can sort through all the different um, applicants that are trying to get to their job. And so this style right here is what I'm talking about. And if you download it, you can follow along with me. It's very simple. It's just has your name, right? And it's not any special font or anything like that. It doesn't look pretty. Um, and then the next part is contact information. This is Really important because you want to be able to have the con- the employer, especially if you're interested in them, contact you right away. So you need to, at the very least, put your email and your uh, your uh, email and your phone number. Of course, locations is optional. Like you for the location, you just put the city or something like that. That's important. That's that's kind of important because what will happen is they, sometimes they'll sometimes they want to know okay is this person in the DMV area? Is this person in Virginia is this person person wherever right so that's actually can be important another thing that I usually put on mine is my LinkedIn profile um, so they can get more information on there okay so the next part of the actual ATS resume is is a summary so summary what I do is I use the summary to really go to town on all the keywords all my best features how I've been doing this since uh, the year 2000, how I have a security clearance, how I have uh, like I put all the heavy hitter stuff. This is where you want to put that you have a security clearance. This is where you want to put all the most important information and you want to put it in like one paragraph, maybe in a few sentences. You don't want to make a freaking book on this part. Right. And then the next part that you want to do is work experience. Now, in this part, you just want to say work experience or just experience. Very important. You don't to, you don't want to put like my experience or anything like that. You don't want to confuse the at the ATS uh, software. So you want to keep it very simple. But this portion right here, the actual uh, work experience portion, is very important because this is where you're gonna put, this is where you're gonna put all your keywords. This is where you can really go to town on all your keywords, which we'll talk about in a second. I'm gonna tell you how to actually find keywords for your resume. Now let me show you some other stuff in here. The next thing you want to do after you put your uh, work experience is you want to put you want to put education. I usually put education uh, next. I don't put it on top. I put it next because um, especially if you have a lot of uh, of education, it's just going to take up more space. Um, For me, the most important thing that I want to put on top is the summary, because that's where you can put your most important, heavy hitting parts of your resume right? That's your experience. That's if you have a professional level certification, things like that. Uh, so anyway, education is just education. That's it, right? It's so very simple so far, right? It's very, I, you know, here's the thing. This is crazy, but I didn't understand why my resume got so much traction over the years. And I found out fairly recently that I was using, I was accidentally using an ATS style resume. And ATS style resume is extremely simple. All I did was take a blank piece, piece of paper, a blank page, and then just put in my resume. That's all I did. I didn't download any kind of complex, pretty-looking resumes. This is kind of what you want to do. Just make it, keep it very simple. Now, there's different ways to actually list the education, and uh, it's just, it's very simple. It's a bachelor's degree in science, BSIT, IT, uh, and then the actual uh, organization that you went to, the university, and then uh, you can put the time frame. You can also put things like um, if you are magna cum laude, if you were, you know, what your GPA was and all that kind of stuff. I don't waste no time with that because in cybersecurity, they just they're trying to fill in a slot. They don't care if you went to Ivy League college. They don't care if you got a uh, 4.0. They don't care about that stuff. They just because the, the reason why is because there's a huge shortage of cybersecurity professionals. So all they want to do is get people in right now. Now, they do want it to be from an accredited college or something like that. That is important. And sometimes they do say, "Okay, we want you to at least have an associate's degree. But it's not you don't always have to have a degree. That's another important thing. You don't always have to have a degree. One thing that people get confused about is they think that because you're in cybersecurity, you always have to have a degree. No, you always have to have a security clearance. No, you don't. Uh, What you do have to have is is basic IT experience, uh, basic IT uh, knowledge. You have to have that ground floor. Even if you have no experience, you have to know basic information technology. Now, there are ways even around that, which I could, if you're interested in that, I could tell you even how to get around that. Um, very quickly, if there's other parts of cybersecurity that don't require you to know information technology. So one of those is program management, which if you want to know more about that, I can tell you about that. Anyway, so the next thing you want to do is skills. I always put skills last um like on the last part of the page you can also do certifications is also important one if you have certifications but skills i put it last because it's sometimes it's a huge list of things and uh, i don't want to i want to put the top stuff on i want to put the best stuff on top which is your your um your your summary that using the summary to really put in your best stuff and then the work experience those are the things that sell my resume the most and the reason why i know that is because the employer will usually mention that to me they'll usually when they're reading my resume during the interviews they'll read my resume back to me and the part that they spend 90 percent of the time on is the work experience so and then the summary if i put the right things in there so those are the that is an ats style resume and like i said if you are interested in getting the actual ATS style resume, this resume that you're seeing, which is a sample of my resume, the one I used to recently get a job and the run, one I've been using for years to get jobs. What you need to do is go to combocourses.com. link in description. Also, you can uh, check out the uh, profile and go there and download it for free and follow along with me. I'm going to show you next how to actually get keywords on your resume if you're interested in that. So one of the things that is is if you are already have been in information technology what you want to do is think about all the times you've done any kind of security work uh, in for the organization just think about any kind of any kind of security work if and, and if you have any you need to put it on your resume it sounds obvious right but you got to put that stuff on your resume a lot of people will contact me. And they'll say, hey, Bruce, like, can you take a look at my resume? You know, and I'll say, sure. You know, And I'll take a look at their resume and they don't have any security stuff in there. I'm like, what? What? You're trying to get a cybersecurity job, but you don't have security stuff in there. So what I'll do is I'll basically I'll list some of the basic stuff they need to have in there. that I know if they're IT, they've done it. Things like um, IT asset management. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's like making sure like that's like, uh, taking a list of all the things that are in the organization, like a list of all the laptops, a list of all the mobile devices, a list of all that is in asset inventory, a list of the hardware, a list of the software. If you've been involved in that process at all, you need to list that on your resume, right? Because that is part of cybersecurity. Another thing that that I know that most people have done is uh, is monitoring. Like, what is mon- What is monitoring? <laughs> monitoring is make looking at logs audit logs like if something happened on a system system went down this is a lot of system administrators have this if you've ever had a system go down on you you have to look at the audit logs to figure out what happened right that's part of continuous monitoring continuous monitoring does several things continuous monitoring it is looking at uh security incidents like if something happens somebody there's a hack or there's a denial of service or something like that that's part of continuous monitoring. Another thing is is doing is troubleshooting. Like a lot of times when a system just goes down, you don't know why, you'll go to the logs to figure out why it went down. That's a part of monitoring. So those are, that's just two parts of monitoring. There's many other reasons why you would want to use monitoring. But if you've done anything, if you have enabled the event viewer on Windows, if you've enabled the event logs, the audit logs on a Linux system or or a Mac system, that's part of system security, cybersecurity security. you need to put that on your resume. Uh, there, and I can go on and on about different things. If you are doing IT at all, even customer service, there's things that you have done that are in cybersecurity. A lot of people have a misconception about cybersecurity and they think it's only hacking. It's not just hacking. It's not pro it's, you know, I'm I don't know much programming. Any programming I know, I was is self-taught. I wrote up an application one time, but in my job, I've worked for the Department of Defense, I've worked for NASA, I've worked for Verizon, I've worked for several other organizations, and I have not had to know any programming. I know that that might come as a shock to you, but I have not, they have not said, hey, Bruce, hey, I need you to write this thing in C++. I need to fix this code. My job has not included programming. Now, there's been some scripting that would have helped me in my job, but it wasn't a requirement. So you don't have to know programming and you don't have to know hacking. But the reason why is because this is a huge career field that is not just technical. It's also uh, managerial. It also includes physical security. It includes access controls. It includes personnel security. It inclu- It's very huge. It's a huge field that's not just hacking. And not just programming. Now, if you know programming, that's great. That's a huge feather in your cap. That's something you should put on your resume, especially application security. Oh yeah, you should definitely put that on there because that's fire right now. Um, so uh, that is uh, some of the stuff that you need to know as far as this career field and um, and putting and, and pulling from your own knowledge as an IT professional. Uh, now, if you if you don't have any experience. With IT at all. You don't, and you're trying to get into cybersecurity because you can see it's hot and it's growing and all that kind of stuff. There's a couple things I would point your attention to. Number one, if you want to be technical, you've got to learn, you gotta start from the beginning, which is information technology. So I would encourage you to go to comptia.org and check out some of their certifications just to learn because the common body of knowledge is what you really need to know. You need to know their hardware, software, cybersecurity cybersecurity basics and it'll walk you through those basics while you're getting a certification another one is google it certification which is also a very basic certification that doesn't require any experience some high level cybersecurity certifications that some of the gurus are wanting you to get they actually require some level of 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 experience so those ones you want to stick with the low ones if you don't have experience now if you're trying to come in and you don't want to be technical well there's something called program management Program managers is very essential to our job because me when I'm working on a very large project and there's there's uh, it's going to take us several months to do. It's going to take uh, four different teams of people to, to come together and, and do it. We need a program manager to guide us through the process. It's also known as a project manager. You don't need to be technical as a project manager, but it's essential to not only cyber security. But it's essential to also uh, system engineering and software development. Those all need program managers. And these guys are paid six figures. You might want to Google it because program managers are getting paid and they they don't have to know deep technical knowledge. Of what we're doing, but they but they work very closely with IT professionals, with software developers, with cybersecurity people. Look into that one, and maybe I can do a whole court, a whole uh, free video just like this about program managers. I even know cybersecurity people who are becoming program managers. So we're talking about keywords. Let me tell you another way to get keywords. So you can go to LinkedIn. Let me see if I have this prepped. You can go to LinkedIn and actually find uh, other people's resumes. To get an idea of what to put on your resume so i'm on linkedin right now if you want to follow along linkedin and i'm going to type in i'm going to type in cyber security analyst right just to give an example you could type in forensics you could type in whatever the case may be but right now we're going to type in cybersecurity analyst and here's a bunch of jobs that are coming up And see all the jobs that are coming up right here and it's probably kind of hard to see but what you want to do next is you want to go to jobs Job is going to it's going to come up with a bunch of jobs here. And what we want to do is take a look at the requirements. If we go here and we can look at the responsibilities. Okay, here we go. Responsibilities. You can look through this and this responsibilities, also known as requirements. They call it requirements and then sometimes preferred skills. Those are a whole bunch of uh, of keywords and key phrases that you can use to put on your resume. It's literally telling you. These are literally telling us what employers want to see on your resumes, literally saying, hey, I want you to have MITRE experience. I want you to have tenable experience. I want you to have it. And it literally is using the keywords. So you could that's one way that you can use the keywords. Now, I'm not telling you to to lie in your resume. I'm telling you to get, use this as an example to say, OK, I, I've done uh, vulnerability scanning before how they wording it, right? And they're literally wording it exactly how the employers, literally the employers are saying. And what you'll notice is if you look at a few of these, if you look at like half a dozen of these, you go through them, you'll see a pattern. They're using literally copying and pasting each other's requirements. You can take those and put those. We got to reword it, paraphrase it, put in your own words, and put that into your resume. That is one of the ways that you can. Put find keywords. Another thing you can do to find keywords for your resume, besides get my free uh, download, my free resume, Now, if you go on my uh, profile, if you go in the link in the description below, you'll see the free downloadable resume that has the actual format and it has keywords in it. It's not just a blank template, it has keywords in it to give you an idea of how to word it, how to do an impact and action statement, and things like that. Anyway, so another thing you can do is look at other people's resumes. You can go to LinkedIn. and Some people put their entire resume on LinkedIn. Just look at how they're wording it and use that for your resume. Look at what you've done and word it how they're word, especially the top people on LinkedIn. There's a reason why they're the top. You wanna to use their key wording to put it in, word it in such a way that you can actually have the same kind of results that they're having and getting contacted by people. After you put this stuff on your resume, The next thing you want to do is market the ever living hell out of your resume. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by marketing? What I mean is take it, put upload that on LinkedIn, fill out the entire LinkedIn profile, just like I've done here. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, uh, if you guys didn't know I have a LinkedIn profile, feel free to join uh, join me here. Um, I pretty much uh, link up with everybody. Fill out the entire profile. That means every part of it, every part of it fill it out all right Now obviously there's a language portion of it if you only if you're not bilingual you know you don't have to fill that part out obviously <laughs> fill the whole thing out. but then what you want to do is upload your ATS style resume into LinkedIn. That's one step. Now you want to do this 10 more times. you want to do this on dice you want to do this on zip recruiter you want to do this on career builder you want to do this on the top 10 now i'm going to warn you if you do this you will get flooded with emails messages you'll get so many opportunities most of which you might not even want some of them have a commute time some of them are in another state some of them you don't want to relocate some of them like 90% of them you won't even you won't have, you won't need it right? But some of them will be so good that you can't say no. So, and that's a great problem to have, to have so many that you have to make a decision that, like, damn, like, do I take this one? This one's paying X amount. These are six figure jobs, some of them, like the ones I'm getting six figure jobs. If you know, if you do exactly what I'm telling you, if you do an ATS style resume, if you put in the keywords, if you market the hell out of it, you will get offered more money than you've ever been offered before from an organization. I'm telling you, this is what has happened to me. And I stumbled on this stuff partially by accident, to be honest with you. When I got out of the military, they did give me like a a breakdown of how to do a resume. So that did help me quite a bit. But after that, I was on my own. So, I mean, I stumbled up on some of this stuff by accident. So you want to fill out uh, your entire profile on LinkedIn on Dice on Monster Monster's a really good one zip recruiter and all the top 10 for whatever country that you want to go to that's another thing now I talk about all this stuff in my if you're interested in having a complete breakdown of all this stuff I talk about this in my book it's on Amazon it's on if you if you're interested link in description if you're interested go to uh Amazon um, com. All the links are there. Another thing that I'm offering to you guys right now is if you go there, if you give me a comment. Now, this is not going to require any money from you. And some of you guys already bought my book. Tons of people already bought it. If you give me a, right? If you give me a review, a positive review, and if you email me and say, "Bruce, I did a review. Here's a link to the review. My name is this. Here's my email." If you email me, I will send you a, a mini course that I just created. I haven't released it yet, but it's about how to work remotely because that's another thing. I've been working remotely. This I'm in my house. I I work remotely. I've been working remotely for the past, since 2014, and I've had several jobs working remotely. And I'm it, it's not for everybody, okay? It's not for everybody, and I talked a little bit about that in the mini course, but I'm going to send you a breakdown that goes straight to the point of how I've been able to do this and, and why I work remotely and stuff like that but you got to go to amazon link in description link in in bio uh, and go and put a, a, a review give me a review and then message me and say Bruce here's my review give me free access to that that mini course i'm still i'm I'm gonna fill out the mini course a lot bigger than that about working from home and all, so I'm still working on it but if you if you give me the review I will you, contact me. My, and or you can email me at uh let me give you my email right very right quick. It's at contacts contact at combocourses.com. I might be backwards on the screen here, but contact at combocourses.com. That's that's my email right there. Contact at combocourses.com. So email me, go to Amazon, leave a, a review on the book, and say, Bruce, here's my name, here's my review. Uh, give me. I want free access to that uh, that work that uh, work from home course that I've got going on. So that's it for, about that. Um, I've got some questions here. I'm gonna see if I can answer some of them. Uh, I want a job. I have a master's degree in cybersecurity technology. Awesome. Uh, so if you're still with me, uh, if you have a master's degree, I can really help you out with this. A lot of times people contact me, IT people. Cybersecurity people, and they're like, "Bruce, I, I'm trying to get a position. I'm trying to, or I'm not satisfied with my job. Something like to that effect." And it's usually their resume, and then they didn't market themselves. The stuff I'm literally telling you how to do is how you're going to get flooded with opportunities to get into this market. I'm, I'm telling you, this works. Uh, some other people who have actually followed exactly what I'm saying, they will attest that this absolutely works it actually works too well to where you kind of like man you got to turn it off at some point like right now I've got a I just got a new job and I've got to turn it off because I'm getting flooded. I'm still getting flooded with a bunch of people trying to contact me let me see if anybody's asking questions on uh okay no um yeah so I need to know a little bit about your uh, about your your how much experience you have or anything like that do you have experience? The person, I'm asking the person who has the master's degree in cybersecurity technology, and I can I can help you out. Uh somebody else says, uh, can you give me some advice for ISSM? So, yes, yeah, I can. So, an ISSM means information system security manager. So, this is a leadership role. Um, as somebody who has helped out information system security managers, as somebody who has had many different cybersecurity Information system security manager, bosses. Uh, I would say the mo- one of the most important things for you is number one, understand the business, the business or mission of the organization you're in, because you as a manager are going to be a go between between the people who are on the ground doing the actual work and the upper level managers who are uh, who uh, who are running the show right? So you it's very important that you have a very clear understanding of what the mission and the business is of the organization. That's number one. Number two is you need to be a good leader. Not every manager is a leader. Um, a leader is somebody who, who gives their people the tools that they need to do the work, and then they trust them to do that work. They make sure that their people are on the right path. They have all the tools they need. They have everything. And then they have to tr- get back and trust them to do that work effectively. In my experience, all my best, all the best leaders, all the people who I call mentor, the people who were like almost became like a father figure to me, you know, a parental guidance because they were such good leaders that I looked up to them and I would, f- I, I would never betray this person. I would follow these people anywhere because they were just good people who were looking after me. And as a as a follower, you want somebody who has your back. So those are two things. I know that's not like technical, but an ISSM is a leader. So they got to understand the business model or mission of the organization so that they can serve the organization effectively, but then they also have to serve their people below them by protecting them and by trusting them and giving them the resources that they need. That's just my opinion about it, having done a little bit of ISSM and also having followed, having had many different leaders who are ISSMs. Okay, I got another question says, no experience. What low cost certifications uh, can I get? Okay, so there's a couple. Um, number one, this is not about cert, it's not just about certification. So let me back up a little bit and and just explain like a lot of times on on social media there's this there's this huge focus on certifications but experience is the is experience is king when it comes to IT and cybersecurity that being said in order to get the experience you have to get the knowledge right cuz no you can get a job without experience like i mean i started with no experience i mean everybody starts with no experience okay so you can get in a job with no experience, but you can't get it. It's hard, much, much harder to get a job with no IT knowledge. Like if you know nothing and have no skills, it's very, very difficult to get. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's very, very difficult. Your question was, what are low cost certificate cert, uh, certificates that you can get? IT certifications. I'm going to name a couple. OK, number one, low cost on Coursera, you can get one called Google Support IT. It's low cost. I don't remember how much. I think it's like 40 bucks, but that's a low-cost one that you can get. You need to know the knowledge, right? You have to know the knowledge. And if you can set up your own lab in your house and get the and start to develop your skills, sharpen your skills, right? And um and another low-cost IT certification is uh a, the A plus. Uh, CompTIA has a couple of low-cost ones. The first one, if you really, really are not sharp on on technical stuff, uh, there's one called um, ITF, IT Fundamentals, and that one's very low-cost as well. It's not going to help you to get a job. (laughs) It's very basic, uh, but it's very low-cost for people who had no idea. Like, it's going to basically teach you terminology and stuff. A-plus certification – a lot of the gurus out there on social media are saying, don't get the A-plus certification. That was my first certification, and it I was offered jobs for the A-plus certifi- uh, certification. If you go to Indeed, if you go to DICE, if you go to Monster, if you ter- if you type in CompTIA A-plus certification, you will see help desk positions looking for an A-plus certification, field tech looking for an A-plus certification. So it, it still holds weight. That being said, the most important thing at this point, if you have no experience about the certification, is to know, is to get the knowledge, it is to get the information so that you know uh, what to do. That knowledge and those skills are what's really going to pay you. It's it's not the certification. I know this is crazy to hear, but it's not really the certification. It's the, it's the knowledge base that you have. It's the skill set. And then what trumps all of that is experience. And that's the only way to get your foot in the door. The best way to get your foot in the door is, knowing, is getting the knowledge base. So when you're going through those low-level certifications or low-cost certifications, what you want to be doing is sharpening your skills as much as possible. But And another thing it's going to allow you to do is, is you shift to another certification and you level up. It'll be that much easier if you know the actual. if you have the actual knowledge, uh, if you actually learn it like anybody can just take a test and pass. You need to actually know like somebody could ask you something. Your your grandmother, your mom, your father could ask you something who are not tech savvy and you could explain it in plain English. That's how you know, you know, the information you want to get that well versed at basic information technology so those three another certification that you want to uh, check out that's really hot right now is aws um practitioner that's also a good one those three are the ones that i would recommend because actually when you put them on your resume that those those shine and then the next one after that uh is comptia security plus those are all pretty good ones to put on your resume okay let me see somebody else asked me uh what if i don't have it cybersecurity experience okay this is kind of related to the other one but i can answer this what if I don't have experience in in cybersecurity? Let me tell you what I would do. Knowing what I know now, what would I do right now in this day and age if I didn't have cybersecurity experience? Um and, and let's say even I don't even have IT experience. Let's do both. I'll start off with I don't have uh any experience at all and I'm trying to get in this field. What I would do is I would learn as much as possible Information technology, because you're not going to get into cybersecurity without knowing the fundamentals of IT, of information technology. That's number one. Now, if I didn't want to be technical, I'd shift gears and I'd do a program manager or project management. You can take a certification called the PMP, which is more about processes than it is any kind of technical information. So that's another thing that you could do. Those are two different things. Now, let's say that I did have some IT experience. But I didn't have cybersecurity experience. Well, here's the thing: if you have IT experience, you have you definitely have cybersecurity experience. You just have to dig. You have to dig into any time you've ever done any kind of cybersecurity, any kind of security controls, security control features on in on the organization's assets, on information systems. If you've ever enabled uh, encryption, if you've ever enabled uh, event logs, if you've ever some things are really obvious like. Doing firewalls or something or host-based firewalls or uh, antivirus. If you've ever done any of those things, you need to put it on your resume. So, my answer to a person not having any cybersecurity experience, it's still possible to get in, but you can't get in without the knowledge. You got to start from somewhere. And I would start from a low-level certification, just like I said on TikTok, start off with low-level certification. Learn as much information as possible and then level up from there. Start leveling up from there. Once you know the knowledge, you can actually start applying for jobs and do entry-level jobs. Another thing you can do with no experience but with some knowledge and a little bit of skill set is you can apply for uh, 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 apprenticeships. You can go online and type in cybersecurity apprenticeships, IT experience, uh, IT apprenticeship, IT apprentice, and you'll find some places that will literally teach you hands-on information. So you'll be getting hands-on experience as they're teaching you and putting you into the role. They're actually, they're guiding you into the role and teaching you at the same time. Those are called apprenticeships. If you happen to be in college right now and you have no experience, you can still, you can do something called internships. So those are a few different options you could do with no experience. And knowing what I know now, I would probably go become a program manager. It would probably be way easier to be honest with you. (laughs) Uh, Say, what? Uh, Let me see. What you're saying sounds good, but that's not how it actually is. I have a master's in cybersecurity. I obtained in 2018. I have been turned down for every job due to no experience. Like I said, what you can do is what I would do given the same experience, given the same situation, if I had a master's degree in cybersecurity is I would I would look for apprenticeships. So. You can sit here and say that they don't exist, but I could tell you, like, just a few months ago, the, the White House and several different government agencies came together and pulled in a bunch of private organizations and uh, private IT certification programs and colleges, and they said, look, we are short cybersecurity people. We are begging people to get in cybersecurity in the United States. We're begging people. Nobody wants to do this work. We have a huge shortage. We have a huge shortage. And if you happen to be any IT person, any IT professional, any cybersecurity person will tell you how many hats they have on in this job. Because you get in the job and then they want to put you because they don't have enough people. They want to put four or five different hats on you. We are doing four or five different jobs in this job because we need more people. If you have a master's degree, one of the things and you have no experience, one of the things you have to do is you got to swallow your pride because you might have to take a low level job in the beginning. You have to start from the ground, just like everyone else. If you took it in 2018, that's still pretty that's still a new ass certification. Like you, I'm telling you, if you actually market yourself, you will get job uh, offers. You will get job offers. But you gotta market yourself and you gotta do it online. I if you if I saw your resume, you send me your resume. I've had people say the same thing. I Bruce, I have a master's degree, I have a bachelor's degree, I have no experience. I have I can't get out the help desk. And I say, okay, send me your resume. I gotta see this. It's the same story every time. They don't have keywords on their resume, right? If if you have any no experience, there's still things you can put on your resume, all right. Uh, they have a master's degree and they're not putting the right words on their resume. And then they're not marketing themselves. They're not on LinkedIn. They're not on Monster. They're not on Dice. They're not on... I'm like, well, do you expect to get a job, but you haven't put yourself out there? You haven't marketed yourself. Like you have to put yourself out there. And you might be saying, Bruce, like I have a master's degree. Did you not hear me? I have no experience. Okay, put your you still need to do your profile develop your profile put all the information you can including your master's degree on your profile and tell them and say right in there looking for a position no experience you will get contacts if you put your stuff on all of those different now you I'm not telling you that you can't you that you don't have to know anything you do you have to know basic information technology you have to know basic networking you have to know Whatever job you're going for. Another thing you can do with a master's degree is go for program management, project management. That's another. You have options. So it's up to you to exercise those options. It's up to you to try. I'm not saying all of those will work, but you got to if you want to make a move, if you're serious about this, then the first thing you can do is download my, my free resume to check out how I word my resume. That's the first thing you can do. If you are interested in that, go to my profile. Um, you can check it there and then link in the description below. Download that. It's my actual resume that I recently used to get a job. Look at the wording on how I how I word things. And uh, that, that should be a good first step. Okay, somebody said, I'm trying to get in the cybersecurity field and I have a computer science bachelor's and a master's degree in cybersecurity and information assurance. I will appreciate any help. I have a CEH and an ITIL certification. Okay, so this is the same. Somebody else said the same thing, that they have a master's degree. Here's what I would do, given the same situation. I have a CEH. I have an ITIL. I have a master's and a bachelor's degree. Um, What I would do is I would go ahead and put, first of all, i start with my resume, okay? You can, listen, I know you don't have experience, but what you need to do is, prep yourself to post everywhere, okay? And a resume is a perfect uh, way to do that. Go ahead, put your stuff on your resume. Now, I've shown you guys exactly how I do my resume. All right, this is my actual, my real resume. You can download this for free. If you go on the link in the bio, you go in the description below. This is my real, actual resume. There's a few things that even with no experience that you can put on there, okay? Your name, <laughs> Your contact information, a summary. The summary can explain uh, your best assets, which is your master's degree, your ITIL, your CEH, and any experience that you have. Especially if you have things like a security cert, a security, cer- a security uh, clearance, or anything like that, you can put that in the summary. Okay, and and you can also put expected results. You can put what I always put is remote work preferred. Um, now check this out. Now if you're entry level, a lot sometimes you can't get that, that work, remote work, just so you know, it's much harder to get remote work than it is to get regular jobs. Okay, another thing you can do. Now, you don't have experience and that's fine, but what about your college? What if you put some any kind of work you did in the college? Did you ever help secure systems in the college? Did you ever do any kind of IT stuff in the college? Did you do any kind of scanning? when you? I know when I was in college, one of the things we did was we set up this lab with all of these different firewalls, you—I could literally put that on my on my on my resume if I had nothing else. Okay, another thing that you can do is go down here to education. Of course, you can fill this portion out, and then you can put have a certification portion. And it's not coming up. Okay, certifications—you can put your stuff in there, and you can put skills. Skills is where I would focus a lot of my time if I was in given your situation where I had an ITIL, I had a degree, but I had no experience. I would spend some time on skills because what skills do you have? Okay, skills means what can you do if you set up a lab in your house and you're really good at programming and C++? If you really you happen to be really good at tenable, you used it uh, at school. You you're, you just know what it was. You you download it. Maybe you have a free copy for students or something of it. Put that in your skills. So put that. And then you say you have a CEH. Have you ever used InMap? Put InMap on your skill set. So those are things that can go in your skills. All of those things can go in your skills. See what I'm saying? So you want to do a resume, even if it's mostly blank. Like put something on there. The next thing that you need to do is market. What I mean to say by marketing is you want to put that up on LinkedIn. You got to make a profile on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not all about the work experience. Did you know that a lot of people don't even put the work experience portion on LinkedIn? They skip that whole part. A lot of people, and they're still getting contacts from employers. You got to put your profile on LinkedIn. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. You got to put it on Dice, you got to put it on Monster. You got to put on ZipRecruiter. Go to the top 10 job aggregators and put your resume on all of them. It will take you time. It take you like 3-4 hours to do it. Probably less than that if you have your resume and everything's prepped, then it'll take you even less time than that. So, those are that's what I would do given the same situation. It will it will work. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, results will vary, but it will work. My Cisco uh, CCNA expired. Mine did, too. (laughs) I used to have one. Uh, Thanks, Bruce, for those nuggets um, coming from ISO to ISM. Oh, OK. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Congrats on that, because I know that's a little bit of a pay bump, I hope. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Can I email you my resume? I'm the one with the masters with no experience. Um, you know, I used to do that a lot, but now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty busy. I'm, I'm actually, I, I used to do one-on-ones. I was doing it for like a month and now I just don't have time to do one-on-ones anymore. Um, what can I do for you? What I can do is have you take a look at what I can do is have you take a look at my, you know, I'll tell you what, how about this? What I want you to do, if you're serious about any, this goes for anybody. Okay. I don't have time to look at everybody's resume, but this will separate people who are serious from people who are not serious. If you're serious, you want me to look at your resume. Then I want you to go to Amazon. If you don't know where that is, if you don't know how to find my book, go go in my bio. Look at the link in the description below. My book is there. Get my book. Give me a review. Send me an email. Here's my email. It's it's contact at convocourses.com. This is my email right here. Contact at convocourses.com. Send me an email say, Bruce, got your book? Here's my review of your book? Here's my resume. I will take a look at your resume. I will take... Here's the thing, I literally have hundreds of people contacting me. I don't have time to address every situation. So I try to do lives so I can answer. A lot of people have the same question over and over again. Like, can I get into cybersecurity with no experience? I have a master's degree with no experience. Two people on this call just said that. Uh, How, can you look at my resume? Like, I'm constantly getting contact. If you're serious, Link in description below. Go to my book, leave me a review, send me an email, say, Bruce, here's my review right here, here's my resume. I see your review, I see your resume, I will look at your resume. That that way, I don't have 100 resumes. I got two, or one, or none. I'm good with either one of those. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Can I email you my resume? Okay, I answered that one. Uh, I have about 10 years of experience, 10 or more years of experience on help desk. Awesome. How do I go to your website and take advantage of your teachings uh, and suggestions? Perfect. This is you are the perfect person. You are the exact person I'm talking to. You are the exact person, somebody with a little bit of IT experience who's trying to level up. It's this is perfect for you. So number one, here's the free one, okay, free. Go to link in description, go to my bio. There's a free downloadable template. That template has a breakdown of an ATS style resume. ATS style resume is what employers use to ingest your resume quicker. It's very simple. It's, it's, there's no, nothing special in it, but what I want you to pay, pay special attention to is the key words that I use. Okay, that's level one, free. Level two is if you're very serious about this, right, and you want an in-depth breakdown, check out my book. Link in bio, uh, link in description below, okay? Check out the book. I'm walking you exactly, exactly how to do this stuff. But right now, I'm gonna give you some free game that's in the book. Here's what you do. Okay, go to Google and go to CIS, type in CIS uh, in, into Google, CIS space V8. Okay, what that is, is a security, it's a security framework that walks you through all the security, the best practices of cybersecurity that employers are using to, to secure their network, to secure their systems, their assets, their information, all that kind of stuff, right? Why is that important? Because the security best practices is what organizations are using, are that's what they're looking for. When they look for skills, when they look for, when they're looking through your system, they're looking through your resume. They're looking for best security practices that they want to put in their organization. And all you're doing is saying, "Okay, yes, I've secured systems before." A lot of times, help desk people, system administrators, database people, they don't know that they've been doing security for like 5 or 10 years. And if you've been on help desk for that long, guess what? You've been doing security for 5 to 10 years. I guarantee it. Have you ever put antivirus on a system? Have you ever updated the signatures? On how many systems did you do that? You need to put that on your resume. Have you ever enabled uh the audit logs, the event logs, the event viewer? Have you done that before? OK, have you looked at the event viewer to figure out what's wrong with the system? The system went down. You don't know why it's blinking on and off. You got to go to the event logs to figure out what when did this thing go down? What happened? Right. Have you ever backed up a system before? Have you ever backed up a help to, uh, uh, um, a system before? Have you ever backed up a server, backed up a laptop, backed up an endpoint device? That is also cybersecurity. Have you ever. Done any kind of uh, access control? Have you ever created an created an account? Have you ever put? Uh, have you ever taught uh, a a user about cyber basic cybersecurity? Have you ever set up a phishing campaign? Have you ever been a part of a phishing campaign within your organization? If you've done any of those things, those are all cybersecurity things that you got to put on your resume. So what CIS does? Is it will tell you a huge a uh, number of things that you may have done with cybersecurity. Let me show you. Let me give you an example. If I'm going to go to uh, Google right now, and I'm going to type in, let me see if I can find it. There's my book right there. You guys didn't know. Uh, I'm going to type in CIS V8. I'm going to show you. I'm, I'm not lying to you. Cybersecurity V8 and I'm gonna go to images. See this right here? I don't know if you could I don't know if you can see this, but I'm gonna make it as big as possible. So this is a oh it's pretty blurry. It might be my internet. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Give me a second. Bear with me. Bear with me quick. I'm trying to look for something that's not blurry. I don't know why. Okay, here's here's something right here. Here's here's a few right here. I, you can see this, right? So look at this. This right here. Is the CIS, all right? This is one of many cybersecurity control frameworks. A security framework is, it basically is a breakdown of the best security practices in an industry, whether that be help, um, whether that's um, help desk inside of a inside of a hospital, or it's a computer customer support for a bank, or if it's the government, state or federal, they all have to use some sort of a framework and security practices in order to secure their entire network and all of the assets in there and the data they're in, right? That, that is what, it's just a, it's just basically a bunch of security practices that you got to do. If you've been on the help desk for 10 years, I guarantee you've done some of this stuff before. Network monitoring and defense, maybe not that one. Maybe you don't know what it is. Maybe, you, maybe they didn't word it like that. But if you've ever turned on um, host-based uh, firewalls, then you've done network monitoring and defense because that's what a host-based protection system does. Right? If you've especially if you've looked at the logs on a host-based um, information of host-based intrusion protection system or host host-based intrusion defense system or a host-based firewall, then that's part of network defense monitoring. Then uh, security awareness training. If you've ever trained somebody in your organization on basic security if you've been on the help desk that's probably the main thing you do so you have done security awareness training you need to put that on your resume did you know there's there's six-figure jobs that just do this they they allow you to teach from your house um incident response management if you've ever had an incident a security incident within your organization something goes down like somebody got a malware somebody got virus uh, a system um, it looks like it's getting a denial of service attack. You Can't turn it on because it's got some kind of very persistent um, spyware on it. And then you got to respond. That is called an incident response. You need to put that in that wording on your resume. So, incident handling, incident response, security incidents, those are all keywords. One thing that this has is a bunch of keywords that employers are looking for. And there's about 18 of these things. Penetration testing, uh, data recovery, uh, network infrastructure management, email and browser protections, audit log management. These are all key words you have to put on your resume. So this isn't the only cybersecurity framework, by the way. There's several other ones. There's um, NIST 800. there's uh, ISO twenty seven thousand one. There's Sarbanes Oxley. There's HIPAA. There's uh, PCI DSS. Stop me when you recognize some of these some of these things. These are all frameworks that are used in the industry in different industries to secure systems and to secure information. So you gotta put that on your resume. The tools that you used and all the things you. That's how you upgrade. And then once you get all those keywords in there. And my book walks you through all of this stuff. Once you get those keywords in there and you got my free downloadable and all that kind of stuff, get those keywords on your resume. you got to market the ever-living hell out of it. And that means putting it on Monster, on Dice, on uh, ZipRecruiter, on LinkedIn, on all of them. And you got to do the whole profile. This, All this stuff takes time. It's not overnight. It's not, you know, all this stuff takes time. Okay, let me see. I hope that helps. Let me see. Somebody else asked. Uh, how do I go to okay? I think I already asked answered that one. I have a CompTIA Security Plus and a, and a CompTIA's uh, it's Linux Plus. Security Plus is actually a really good uh, certification, that, that one's very marketable. Uh, Linux Plus, um, it's good for like learning Linux, but I don't know how marketable it is, to be honest with you. If you're talking about Linux certifications, probably going to be Red Hat. Uh, Red Hat's the best Linux certification, I mean, the best, yeah, the best Linux. Certification is definitely certifications. Linux Plus is just good for I have a Linux Plus as well. It's really good for just telling them, hey, I know, I know some Linux commands. Like <laughs> that's it's not it's not very marketable. I wouldn't tell people not to get it. It's very good to learn, but it's not it's just not that marketable, you know. This is speaking from somebody who's had it for many years. Nobody's asking me about my Linux Plus certification, but they have asked me about my security plus certification. Um let me see. Somebody said Jira importance is OK. I don't I think maybe. I, I don't understand the first part of that one, so I'm going to leave that one. Uh, OK, somebody said. An experienced cybersecurity professional and looking to break into the U.S. market. Any advice? OK, so what country are you coming from? I'm just curious i am a experience okay i am a experienced cybersecurity professional and i'm looking to break into the cyber into the u.s market ghana okay so there's some good advice no matter what country you're in is that uh, americans don't want to do this work americans don't want to do engineering americans don't want to do information technology americans don't want to do that's why i got i've got four people watching me on tiktok they're watching people do Watching people twerk here because, you know, it's, it's like America is something else. Let me tell you, I don't want to talk crap about a country I, I literally fought for, but nobody wants to do these. There's no there's, there's a shortage of people who even want to do this work. And that's why we have so many something like 20 percent of, uh, of our high level jobs are from people from other countries. Um, I don't know what it is about the U.S., but it's just. It's sad, actually. You know, uh, it's it's just it's actually pretty sad. That being said, what I would do if I was if I was from another country, because the U.S. market is hot, right? I mean, there's a huge uh, demand for all of these different jobs: mathematics, um, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. There's this huge demand for jobs here. Um, and very few Americans who who want to do it what i would do if i was from another country is i would look for work from home positions that will allow you to do this and i know that they exist because i've worked for a couple a couple of companies where we had we had a liaison in south america we had a liaison in europe we had a liaison in japan And every now and then, this company that I work for, that we would get business over there and we would we would talk directly to our liaison in that country to do that, to do that work. So you can get a job here. So what I would I would I would take a two pronged approach. Number one, I would make a dope resume with hard hitting um, with hard hitting keywords that are key that are tailored to that country. Each country's. Industries have different keywords. In Ghana, I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different than it is in New York or in you know in the in the US. Uh, so I would make a resume that was tailored and specifically targeting the United States. And then what I would do once I've got my resume on tight, right? And if you want to get an example of what that looks like, you can go ahead and go in description. And go in my description. There's going to be a free downloadable that you can that you can just you can get. And it'll give you an example of kind of the stuff that cybersecurity people are looking for here. And if you're very serious, go ahead and check out my book. And the book, somebody asked me about mentorship. My book is going to mentor you. It's going to walk you through everything you need to know. It's going to walk you through how to find keywords for the American market specifically. But I also tell you how to do it in other countries. I'm going to tell you about that just in a second. But what I would do. Is I would tailor my resume for that U.S. market, wherever market you're going to go to. Then once I have tweaked it and I've got all of those keywords that American companies are looking for, okay? And I've got some of them here on the screen right here. Some of them are here, but also on my free resume that you can download. Once I did that, I would market directly to the U.S. market. How, how would I do that? Okay, go to Google and type in... Uh, U.S. job sites. It's going to give you several different lists. Ignore all the ads. Go straight to the ones that are organic search, right? And those, I guarantee you, there's going to be these few that are on there off, off rip, off the top of my head, I can tell you. You're going to see LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of the top job uh, search engines in the United States. And that's not popular in every country. Uh, monster.com. I would, I would market it there. That means I would upload it. I would do the whole profile there. Dice, huge, huge for tech companies uh, in the United States. You probably don't, probably nobody even knows what it is in Ireland, but in the US, dice.com is huge. Another one is a, a Zip Recruiter. That's an up and coming uh, uh, aggregator. Indeed.com is another one. I would do 10. I would fill out the whole profile, I would upload my US specific resume on those sites and i would i would say this remote work preferred work from home preferred right and then be very tell them that you're not you're not in the united states you don't like you want to put right on top of your resume i think i showed you guys how my resume you want to put where you are because that's going to be a factor because some companies are not going to want you if you're not in the united states it's gonna be much harder for you to find a job in the United States, but I'm telling you they exist because I've worked for two or three different companies who didn't give a damn on planet Earth where you were. They just want somebody to do the work. I'm I'm telling you, and they pay really well in the US. That's what I would do if I was in another country. Another thing that you can do, if I was in another country, uh, if I was in if I I was living in Ghana, I'm looking for a job, uh, is I would uh Go to Ghana. I would go to a search engine being, you know, wherever search engine you use using, Google, whatever. And I'd type in Ghana, cybersecurity jobs. I would look up every single uh, job in there. There's banks, uh, there's government jobs, there's oil companies, there's all transportation, there's all kinds of jobs there. Right. And I would do the same thing. I would market specifically to the to my market. I would make my resume targeted. Right. I would make I'll put all the keywords that I know the companies in Ghana are looking for. And maybe I would look in adjacent com- countries, too. I would look in um, I would look in uh, uh, Nigeria, which is close to Ghana. I would look for all countries around me. Like if because some of those countries, uh, countries will allow you to work remotely as well. So, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like so. That's what I would do. I would market myself in my own country because you might be able to get a very good remote job from your own country in the surrounding uh, in the continent. You know what I'm saying? Because the U- a lot of the U.S. jobs, they want you to be in the U.S. So it's going to be very hard for you to do that. But it's, I'm not saying it's impossible because I know people who've done it. All right. Let me see. i got another couple questions here. I'm taking notes for your presentation. How to break things down. How to break things down. Yeah. Uh, What about from here to another country? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get this question, too, from time to time. If you're in the U.S. and you want to be in another country, then so what I would do, you're in the U.S., you want to go to another country, then um, let's say you want to go to, I get Philippines a lot. It's much harder uh, to, to, to work in another country for a bank or a, or uh, some organization in another country from the US if you want to work for them. But what's easy is to get a job here. Here's what I would do if I was trying to the question is I'm in the US, I want to work in another country. I would just get a 100% remote position. That's what I would do. I'm in the US and I want to work in, I want to work in Philippines. It's, it's really hard to work for a bank in the Philippines if you're not Filipino. You don't know, if you don't know, Uh, Fluent Tagalog, you know, and you don't know their standards. You don't know, like it's going to be really difficult. I know people who've done it though, who don't know any Tagalog, who don't know, and they worked for a bank. They literally work. But let me tell you something: you don't need to. You can work for a hundred percent remote company here, hundred percent remote, and it's much cheaper to live in some other countries, Philippines included, in that in that equation. So what I would do is I get a hundred percent remote position that's paying me enough. And then I'd go work over there as a digital nomad. And then what I would do is I would just acclimate myself to the time zone difference because when it's night here, it's day there. And when it's day here, it's night there. So that's going to be different. I know because I've done this before. That's that's what I would do. And um, that's going to work. Somebody said, um, hi, Bruce, thanks for your hard work. Uh, It's just completely put. Um, is just completely put a new resume on Dice or Indeed. Um, just okay, just complete. I'm trying to understand your question. Just completely put a new on Dice or Indeed. Uh, imagine you have to upload old resumes that is not IT related before. Before thanks. I mean, is it possible to replace your resume on those? So yes. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> on those sites, on all of these sites, I'm talking about most of the sites. <clears throat> Dice, Monster, LinkedIn, uh, Career Builder, all of those have a, a couple of awesome features. Uh, one of them is uh, what you want to do is clean out your old resume. Like if it's old, update it. Uh, another trick on each one of these things is you can make multiple resumes, and each one, each resume can be completely different on different, uh, having different uh, uh, categories. And I know because I've done this before. So at one at one time, I was very skilled at um, I was a seam engineer. That means I I knew how to build a a, a, um, a security information event manager system from scratch. I knew how to do it. And then I also I'm an information security officer. That's two separate paths. It's it's both under the umbrella of cybersecurity, but they're two different paths. So what I did was. I made a resume, two different resumes. I put one resume for it, Information system Security Officer, and I made it tailored to Information system Security Officer work using all the keywords that you would want and all of the, the certifications and stuff that you would want for a ISSO. And then on the other resume, I put all the stuff you'd want to know for an ArcSight engineer. That's what I did. I was an ArcSight guy. So I put all the, those things. I put all the ArcSight stuff on the ArcSite resume on top, the seam engineer stuff on top. So when they were reading it, it looked like I was this high-speed seam guy. Uh, And then when they were reading the ISO resume, it looked like I was purely an ISO guy. So you can put two different resumes. You want to make sure that they're updated. You want to make sure that the keywords... I wasn't lying on either one of these. I basically focused my energy on the ISO one. I put all the ISO stuff on the top. And then on the... um, on the engineering one, that the, the seam engineering one, I put that I highlighted all the stuff that they want to see for an, uh, it for a uh, it, the seam engineer. So you can put two different resumes on each one of these platforms, and you want to make sure that you've updated all of them. And if you if you're thinking about well, which one do I put them on? Man, put them on all of them. Put them on Dice. Put them on Indeed. Put them on on uh, on Career Builder. Put them on. Think of one. Do at least ten. That's how you do this. That that's the whole game right there. Okay, let me see. Somebody said, uh, "What is easier? What is an easier way to get into GRC without cybersecurity experience? Uh, which course? And is there any entry level jobs? Um, if you you want to get into GRC uh, without cybersecurity experience?" Um, There's a there's there's a couple. The one that comes to mind, the one that I would do, knowing what I know now is is I didn't want to know anything technical. I didn't want to really, you know, do all the information technology stuff. Then program management is a good one. Uh, Program management is a very good field to 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 try out. Um, uh, Program managers, program also known as project managers. um, You'll you'll. You can get a something called a PMP, um, and then there's other certifications you can get too. There's called there's one called a Scrum Master. There's one called a um, Agile. If you know all of those things, if you get into that, Google it. Go to Google, go to Bing, go to go to your favorite search engine, go to DuckDuckGo, wherever you're gonna go, and type in PMP, or also type in Project Manager PMP, and then you'll find a very good career path that is adjacent to grc type work and it's not technical it's not it's not technical in the sense that you're going to be hands-on fixing a computer or doing cybersecurity stuff directly you might not have to know what i noticed that pmp's have to know project managers have to know is they need to know the process of the organization when they get into it, and every organization is different so when they get in they need to know like how does how does this organization do develop software how does this organization do projects there's a couple of technologies you do have to know like they typically have to know uh ms projects or gantt charts and it's like this real complex chart that you have to know to know like how to manage the time effectively that's what they do they manage our time and they're very very important because especially if we're on a large project with several different organizations it's really difficult for us to, I'm not going to be able to do it, man. I've got too much stuff on my plate already. You know, I'm doing, I'm analyzing some risk report. I'm creating a risk report. I'm running scans. I'm interpreting the scan information. I'm, I'm talking directly to customers and clients. Um, I'm doing so many different things. So I don't have time to manage three other teams. And it's actually, they actually have us do some of that. And it's like, okay, I'm managing this other team, helping them to get go forward with this information security process. Um, I'm doing, running scans. I'm interpreting the scans. I'm doing a plan of action and milestone. I'm doing, okay, you guys got me doing too much stuff. We absolutely need a project manager. Go to Google, go to Bing, go to your spray search engine, type in project manager, PMP. You'll find a whole different career path that's adjacent to what we do as cybersecurity people. But you can also do... A PMP project manager with software developers, with system engineers, uh, highly technical people and scientists too, highly, highly technical people. But you're all you're doing is managing and guiding the team in the right direction. And the project manager is absolutely Im- imperative. They're so important to, to major projects. So that's why they're paid six figures, by the way. Go figure. I know some security uh, professionals who are getting a PMP because PMP is not that bad. It's not that bad of a gig. Okay, let me see. Somebody said, uh, Is it mandatory to have a university degree to get hired in the USA? No. So, uh, not every job in the US uh, requires a degree or what's called a security clearance. Um, and those are the kinds of jobs if you happen to be overseas and you're trying to get a job here remotely that you want to target, um, that you want to get the jobs that um, not necessarily have a degree or they're really looking for skills. And so if you don't have a degree, though, here's what I'll say. If you don't have a degree, especially if you're trying to get that big money, you're going to have to have a lot of experience. If you have like 10 plus years of experience doing information technology, if you have 10 plus years of experience doing pen testing or something like that, then that can get you, still get you in the door. Another thing is a professional level certification. What I mean by a professional level certification is something like a CISSP, a CISA, a CISM, uh, some high level certification, an OSCP, a high level CEH. Um, I don't know what the, the high level CEH is called, uh, an ITIL level four you know those kind of certifications: a a uh, a Cisco a CCNP, a CCIE. Those are high-level certifications that will completely replace and erase a certification in some cases. Sometimes organizations here in the U.S. I can't speak for other countries, but here in the U.S., if you have certain certifications and some experience, of course, they don't care if you have a degree. Seriously. CIE, CCIE, uh, GSE, those are high-level certifications that you don't have to have a degree. Uh, you will have to have some experience. I mean, they will expect you to have it. CCNP, that's a very difficult high-level certification. Uh, a CASP, uh, that's another one. So those are just a few to that won't require a degree. Uh, let me see. What is the easiest way to get in GRC? uh, nice. What about using free Google phone numbers on your resume? I do this all the time for a purpose of getting a job. Yeah. So one of the things I teach in my course, one of the things I talk about in the book is it, if you do what exactly what I'm telling you to do in my free downloadable, if you didn't know, I've got a free downloadable for your, uh, cert for your, uh, resume. It's on, it's either in my profile or if it's in the description below. And, uh, one of the things I'm telling you about in the course is to make a free uh, phone number. Google has a free phone number that you can do. This is called Google Voice, Google Voice. And you go there, they'll give you a free number that's attached to your phone number, your real number. And then I, what I do is I put that number on my resume. I put that free number on my resume and then I send all the voice calls to a voicemail. Or it can also forward to my phone. That way, I can cut it on and off because I don't want people, you know, if I'm on the phone talking to my mom or something, I don't want a ton of calls keep coming in calling me about some job that I'm not gonna take. You know what I mean? So yes, that's what I do, and that's one of the main, one of the main things that I that is really convenient. Like if you get, if you do what I'm telling you to do, like you'll get so many calls that it actually gets annoying. It feels like. Starts feeling like spam. You're like You're getting people who are offering you six-figure jobs nonstop every day of the week, uh, including holidays and Sundays. Like, it gets annoying. So I, that's exactly what I do. Smart move. Smart move, by the way. All right, guys. Um, I'm out of questions. Um, thank you, guys. If you guys are interested, like I said, I got a free resume that you can download right now. Uh, it's in description below or send my pro- link and profile. And then also, like I said, if you're serious about this, I, I've i been working. I've been doing remote work for years. If you're interested in getting a free course in that, um, leave me a review, a good review on Amazon. Tell me, like send me an email. My, my email is um, contact at convocourses.com and tell me, hey, Bruce, I just sent you a free I just sent you a review on Amazon for your book, link in description if you want to know what book it is, Um, for this stuff I'm talking about. You give me that, and I will give you access to a course where I talk about how I've been able to work remotely for the last, since 2017, I mean, 2014, since 2014, I've worked in several different jobs remotely, and I'll tell you exactly how I do it in, in in a video, so Um, that's it, guys. I'm out of here. I've been talking. I'm freaking hungry. I need to go eat. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, everybody who's been supporting me. Um, Thanks a lot. Somebody said, uh, last question I'll read. Also, imagine you are an IT analyst and uh, you want to do an assessor job now if you tailor your resume like you are currently an SEA and highlight the the day-to-day assessor instead. Yeah, great point. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks a lot for watching. I appreciate everybody. I'll see you guys next week or sooner. Peace. Whoa, people still watching me on here, huh?